When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman, and I can't believe Grey's Anatomy is still on the air and going strong. I'm Tommy Rico, and I can't believe that Law & Order SVU has been rounding up pervy perps for 23 years and counting. I'm Julie Harrison Harney, and I can't believe the kids' book series, The Box Card Children, is still coming out with new books after 99 years of the first one being published. Wow. Well, there's a theme here, and it ties back to a WWE storyline that we were texting about last night that I think is over? Well, we'll find out. Let's jump into the Raw Recap. Raw Recap. Well, in order to get to Raw, we have to set the scene. So what did we think of Survivor Series that took place right here in Boston, Massachusetts, where I am right now? I, I, <laughs> didn't, well, I didn't watch it. So. Wow. That was a... Uh... A lot of awkward pause. And let's leave that in because uh, I think it speaks volumes. I'll go first. Yeah, go. go. Uh, tell, tell me you, about I'll it. I want to hear a recap. I watched Raw, but I did not watch Survivor Series. So I'm a casual bro. Um, um, well, basically, you know, I kind of thought that um, I, I was a fan of the Austin Theory match. And I refer to it as the Austin Theory match because I think it saved Austin Theory. Mm. And I think uh, either it was some good pivoting, which I'm a fine with and i think everyone should be uh because they listen to the fans or i thought it was some good long-term storytelling and i like the i lean towards the second because i thought the follow-up was good i like the evolution of his character and that that finish caught me by surprise uh, i definitely thought seth rollins was going to win that match and they lured me in and it felt good to be surprised um i thought the women's match to open was sensational um i thought that uh, it was really cool seeing mia yim who i got to uh, interview for another media job and um How was that? i thought she was dude she was great and yeah. she was awesome in that match she kicked <sighs> ass and she just keeps getting like she's and um i won't say who but an old friend of ours julie i uh spoke with and uh said uh yeah she's very underrated and you're about to see and i said great and goddamn she was and i that yeah. match delivered i loved it She's good against Rhea Ripley, right? They have good chemistry. They do. And they, have, you know, there's that history there. And, and I think it, it tells me more about Rhea, too. That's yes. like, oh, she can go because we haven't really seen and she's been injured. So I like that match. I love the Austin Theory match. I loved them both. I thought it was a great kickoff match and a, a, a banger, as Seamus would call it. And, um, and you worry, you go, oof, this is the peak because we saw that at Royal Rumble last year. That was booked like a comedy variety show. That was very top heavy. And then the whole Shane McMahon thing that is not a rumor. It's been confirmed that closed the show. And you were like, oh, wow. You know, when he booked the Royal Rumble, because at the time it made no sense. And it really did seem like what it seemed like we were trying to figure out why would Vince do that? Because did you get to work with Shane at all? Really? No. I, oh, I wait, did get to no. work. No, uh, Raw Underground was with Raw Shane. Raw Underground, I was yes. just going to say. Yeah. So I was MSG with Shane. And um, we all and I in a sense that he just kind of showed up place. He's like the real life backstage fiend in a way. (laughs) 
And then he kind of just pops up and shoots with his advice. And sometimes it's it's good advice. It's like, oh, because Shane McMahon, it was Shane McMahon was very integral in the in the Attitude Era, hugely important. And uh, everyone always talks about Vince Russo and Tom. Would you say? I mean, Shane played a role. He brought in Mike Tyson. He was trying to get him to buy UFC. Shane did some good things in the late nineties, correct? Oh yeah, Shane was a very active participant, both backstage and in front of the camera. And in front yeah. of the camera, that was really a surprise because I don't think anybody, Fantastic. Vince included, expected him to get over as a heel as quickly as he did and be. And he's good. Yeah, he's a good wrestler. I I post it. You know, your phone sometimes has those movies of like. Here's a movie of, you know, you know, March of 2013. And usually they make us cry nowadays, really, <laughs> you know, because it's like the before times. Um, but, um, you know, I think that um, I had one of those come up recently and it was from uh, Julie right before we met. It was from March 2017 or April 2017. I think it was a week before Sadie was born, as a matter of fact. And it was when I was at WrestleMania with Jimmy. And I wonder if that's why it showed up, because um Speaking of never say never, I'll let people go to my Instagram and see what I'm talking about there. But um, I think it the facial recognition thing. So it's this whole thing of me and Jimmy going to WrestleMania. But one of the great clips that I'd forgot I had on my phone was Shane McMahon just doing all these amazing aerial moves as aerial maneuvers, as his dad would call it. And there's one where he jumps off the uh, turnbuckles right onto the table right in front of us. And I was just and it was one of those videos that. It made me happy. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, this was a great time. Shane's a great performer. But yeah, it, it sounds like something was going on. And we all wondered. I remember we talked. We were like, what was going on at that Royal Rumble? And then it's like you said, it sounds like a succession thing where it was just like, because it sounds like Vince was just mad at everybody. It sounds like he was mad at, I mean, he basically forced Hunter and Steph out or his well, allowed that to happen. And he allowed it to happen. You let that happen to your, your child. You did that. And then the Shane thing seemed like uh, maybe he thought the rumble was a bust. He knew Brock was going over either way. It was like, fuck it. Let's. But now as you bring it up, Julie, that he knew he was on his way out, possibly. You know, maybe there were people on the inside saying we want Shane to run this thing because Shane had a good track record and maybe Vince kind of set him up to fail. Yeah, because he was fired immediately. He got fired by his dad, by his father, less than 24 hours after the thing he screwed up. From the company he's been working at since he was a child. Um, you know who I can compare and he hasn't come back. No, yeah, all the rumors that he would be back. He's not come back. No, so I, think I, that was I, I don't think he fiery. will at this point. I, I, you know who I can compare Shane McMahon to as far as his skill set, Logan Paul. They're both similar okay. in that they can both do mm. spectacular moves, but they can't really work a storytelling match. They have holes in their game that they can disguise with high spots. Neither of them should cut a long pro promo ever. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you what would get Logan Paul over as a baby face. Shane, Shane McMahon, McMahon feud. <laughs> yeah. I would go see Shane McMahon versus Logan Paul. They are kind of the gonna, same you know guy though. Go. I don't usually you want contrasting styles. I um, think that I think that but I think that the fact that Shane throws potatoes for punches and Logan really fights, that could be interesting. That could be an that could be an interesting match. Um but anyway, to get back to the task at hand, uh I like the first match. I like the Austin Theory match. Um, I, the Bloodline match, I'm happy people liked it. Uh, Storytelling-wise, I'm sorry. I, I, felt it, I felt sorry putting this out there because I know that uh, Mr. Heyman, who we have great respect for, was involved. But he really wasn't. He kind of took a back seat in that, which... He was outside of the cage. Some, 
Maybe it could be some storytelling. Maybe it's, I mean, Paul does tell you what he thinks of things. So maybe that was Paul weighing in. To me, it just was a, it, we didn't go anywhere. It didn't set things back. It was more, I, like, they already did the honorary ooze. That, like, I already get it. Sammy's already in with them. And the fact that it ended with it, an ending they'd already done on broadcast TV, basically, with the new t-shirt and everything, didn't, to me, it was okay. It was a okay match, decent match that saw a lot of bodies lost for a story. Like, and, you know, a lot of people did the honors, I should say, for a storyline that I don't think totally progressed. I thought it just confirmed what we already thought. I understand if they're, again, it could be long-term storytelling. We know that's what Hunter and Bruce are trying to do. It could be setting us up to have another moment to play in the montage, which I know Julie loves. They drive me crazy because previously on Mad Men, here's everything that's going to happen. We're going to tip every character coming back. by remind, Just show me the show. I want to be surprised. But anyway, um, it's a three-hour raw. I get it. But uh, yeah, it's another thing you can put in the package of, Here's when Sammy got his shirt and here they are in Boston and Sammy was really in. I mean, like, what is it going to be like a blood brother? Like, how long is this going to, like, I get it. He's in with them. Um, and those were, that's my positive things to say about Survivor Series. Well, there was also and, a uh, little, I think you sent this, Tommy, a little bit backstage that happened after that final. Tommy got drama. really worked up about this and I don't quite understand why. I don't think it's that big a deal. I'm go- I'm going to set the stage because I I totally disagree as far as I loved the men's war games match. First of all, I hate war games. I never want to see it again. They're confusing. It's, it's horrible. It's a terrible concept that should have stayed in the eighties. <laughs> the momentum it's, of now let's start the war game. It just feels it's weird. It's too long. Nowadays. It's too yeah. damn long. And on Was top of that, it invented to promote the movie war games. No, Wait, it was, no, it was invented. Rhodes. It was invented to pop. Yeah. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes invented <laughs> it to pop the live crowd. Joke. So, but um, it's a fair it question. Came out around they, around they the same time though, Julie. From, but, but, I'm, but, I, but it was a different time when you could like, that was wrestling then. It was also and for was a live like, audience. That was not, yes. it is terrible to shoot this thing because it's Ugh, a gigantic nightmare. cage. So you have almost no spots where cameras can organically be. You can't have an overhead shot the whole time. You can't have the outside of the cage the whole time. You have to poke cameras into the cage. It was just a mess. The women's match. Hats off, by the way, the WWE crew, who I thought worked, did the best they could. Yeah. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was Andrew Goldstein. And by the way, we want to give, um, I want to send uh, good wishes to our friend Andrew Goldstein. Um, he had a loss in his family, and uh, they were going no. through a really tough time. And so uh, we know he listens. We love you, Andrew. We can't wait to have you on again soon. And uh, I'll be calling you soon. But I think it was Andrew that said just like, you know, thoughts that. and prayers to the cameraman inside the ring. It was either Andrew or Kevin Kellum. But someone made the point of because like I, I'm such an idiot. I should, you know, but like it's so weird that like when you work in TV, when you watch it, sometimes you don't you don't put to work, like put to use what you know. So I'm watching this. I'm like, this is a hell of a match. And then one of them was like, yeah, there's a camera in there. I was like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> like, so hats well, off to that camera person and that whole crew that shot that match. Because, gosh, that was like shooting through an oscillating fan. Basically. John, I don't I don't know if you noticed, but the the women's match was shot so poorly compared to the men's match. And I think that was because on the fly, they were like, oh, yeah. shit, none of this works. We got to do something yep. different. And because the men's match was way more visible. 
Uh, and but their, the, to their credit, you can't run things like you used to because someone has a cell phone, someone in, in the arena. So, yeah, you got to just do it on the fly. It's I mean, the, the woman's match, there was two stories to me. The, the top story being the return of Becky Lynch, which oh, everybody yes, wanted. She's back. And she, she, came in, she came in last and she finished up the match. She looks great. She looks like she hasn't missed a step. Uh, and then the other story Tom, are you would talking be. To, are you talking about the physical appearance of women again? Will you stop? Because Will judges, you stop? That's my the judge ain't going to be happy. It's going to be a bad verdict for you, my Becky, friend. Becky looked like she hadn't lost a step physically as far as being okay. able to execute moves, as being able to jump off the top of the cage, which I didn't expect for a returning <laughs> Becky Lynch. Um, By the it, way, my five-year-old daughter took note and thought that was cool as shit. And it was. It was amazing. Uh, and then Rhea Ripley was the other story of the match. Mm. For a while, they had been really cagey with uh, Rhea's status <laughs> as far as cagey. can she compete, can she not? And apparently, it's come out now that she couldn't. Not. For a long time, she was not able to compete because they were still monitoring her health. Uh, it's an undisclosed health problem that see, some, somehow was related to her heart. We don't know. We haven't been told. But otherwise, she hadn't wrestled in the women's division in forever. And yeah. she looked great. And it looked like she, she finally... She, I don't think anybody other than Becky was more happy to be able to wrestle that match than Rhea. But it was a mess. And again, the camera, we have the, damage the, the, control the in the camera, middle of it. Damage the, the camera... The camera work, you mean, right? I just want to say that was that was the mess, right? Or you, did you think the action was a mess? The match I thought itself? I thought the women's match was slow. I thought it was it was clunky. Um, oh. I thought there was a lot of there was a lot of dead air. There was a lot of empty space in the match. Um, I feel bad for Bianca Belair because it's clear that the the, the crowd is turning on her, and it's not her yeah. fault. It's the way she's no. being booked, and it's the promos that they're giving her. They're just not. They're not making her cool Tommy, anymore. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Well, at least we didn't get that last night. We didn't. On, no, I was so it expecting was it too I when know. I saw Bailey it was, come out. It was, you know. I'm going to coin this right now once and for all. That is the Beetlejuice promo. <laughs> if I hear anyone say the opponent's name, I go, Beetlejuice. It, and it's, I, I imagine, I say, shrink your head, motherfucker. It's, it's never far it's away. Over. It's always, it's always just another week away. Um, I really <laughs> liked the U.S. Championship triple threat. Um, I liked the booking of it. I liked the match. I thought the execution was good. You liked Here's theory the going problem. over? I, I liked theory going over. You know what wow. I didn't like? New theory. He sucks. He's, oh. he's horrible. Horrible. You took everything that made theory annoying. All the gimmickry that made the, the selfies and the, I, you know, the, all of the annoying things about theory. And now you've made him a generic bad guy. This is going to go so badly. He can't cut that. Like they're now giving him it, generic bad guy promos. And it's, he's just, he's going to become smaller Corbin. Nobody's going to care. He, he all right, well, you took well, everything special about him and you took it away. And now he's just, I'm a bad guy. Who fucking cares? It's awful. I care. Logistically oh, speaking, which one of them is the baby face? Aren't they all heels right now? Uh, apparently internally Lashley is still a baby face. They just gave him a little more edge. Okay. Seth, uh, who knows? Wait, how do you know internally? That supposedly that they've been leaked documents that say that he's, you know, Bobby Lashley is still a face. By the, I just by think the that's way, wild. Cause he had that 
like he he destroyed Theory's cash-in. Like that's such a by the heel. way, and and murdered Ali. Yeah, Julie, Julie and I, Julie and I know about this. And by the way, we know we have people in Jacksonville. Hi, Jacksonville, and Stanford. Hi, for the most part, Stanford. Uh, that listen, <laughs> and um, I just want to give some free advice. And I'm not a person who generally gives you advice, but been in some writers' rooms. And Julie, I think you can back me up on this. I was astonished at how uh, loosely guarded the rosters were. In terms of who's a baby face, who's a heel, who's the top baby face, who's the top heel, who's the lowest baby face, who's the lowest heel, and who's going to be coming back soon that just sit in a tray by the edge of the room, by the refrigerator, that anyone in the building could walk in and grab. No questions asked. And no one cares. And I don't know about you, Julie, but whenever I was like, hey, go get, grab her, I, I took that thing like it was like the Constitution. Like, I took it like it was like the, the new codes or where the aliens were, because like you don't know. And I would, you'd find these things lying around on the floor. They'd be backstage. They'd be in the bath. Someone would bring it into the bathroom. They'd be it around. So I just want to say, because we know Stephanie McMahon and we like Stephanie McMahon, and, and I've always been a huge admirer. Um, and I will just say that I know she really doesn't like leaks and I know that Bruce really doesn't like leaks. And I will say that a good way to take care of that would be to set up what's called a Google doc. It's a Google document and you can delete it anytime you fucking want and you can put it back there anytime you want and you got to have a passcode and only one person can get in and if they share it. It shows up digitally, right? Julie, you can find out who's been moving around that Google doc. And uh, it's a lot better than just having share it, but you can see if someone makes changes. Right. You can see who makes changes. You can carbon, you can timestamp it and you can literally put it up there and say digitally it is back me up. It's easier to track when someone shares something digitally than a physical piece of paper. You could just hand out to anyone out there. If you're in a, if you're at a show and one of the dirt sheet guys at the show, you can slip in that piece of paper and no one will know you did it. But if you send a text from a screenshot, if you send a Google doc, you can trace that. We know that Bruce went and found out Paul was spying on a meeting in 2004. I'm not trying to be a wise ass. I'm just saying, get rid of that, that paper tray of rosters that gets leaked every five minutes and tells everyone the way you think of everybody before they even know it. Yeah, but the difference is, John, I think some of the highest executives are the ones leaking now. I think there's a little gamesmanship oh, not- going on where there's some top people that are leaking uh, on purpose. Because I just think the talent should dirty be, pool but being I'm played. sorry, but I'm just think that there were, I'm sorry if, a, if, I, if a talent is the lowest ranked babyface, and they think they're in, in the middle heel and there's papers flying around the room that they don't know about. I just think that's come on. All right. You well, know, we know Hunter respects wrestlers. We know he likes the roster. And so it's just, I'm sorry. That's my rant there. I just couldn't believe how, how freely that stuff flew around. And how you know no what one, I'm surprised like, by? You know, in no Hollywood, when you, you get to, a, I, I always got, I, I got rid of mine. I was a good boy. I shredded mine. I threw mine you shred, out. You have to rip it up. You do. Yeah. I'm surprised that, like, they don't. That's um, what you do in TV shows. So but they many, didn't make you do that there. There's so many copies of things. Like they should put the watermark of your name on the copy, and that is your copy. Yeah. And that like way, if it leaks, yeah. your your big fat name is in the middle of it. And they, they should know. have one little inaccuracy in it. That's what they should do. 
everyone should get that's your own a good way to find a mole yes you, everyone gets their own individual copy you have a little uh typo you spell austin theory you put it with like en at the end or you take someone that's in the second spot you put them down on the third everyone's is unique and Paranoia that way city. well yes that's, but that's I'm our sorry. ad for google docs everyone not a sponsor <laughs> um no but i'm just saying i want surprise it's just it's like i feel like becky lynch you know when i talked to mia that was a that was a survivor series surprise and Mia, to her credit, I could tell other people were on the call, and I'm fine with that. But Mia, to her was credit, was Paul Heyman <laughs> sitting on the call? <laughs> he didn't know. You hear? You, you know heard something? the click? You know something? <laughs> I'm not going to go. Possibly, I'm not going to tell you why that might be possible. But oh. yeah, there's a very good chance. And you know what? Oh. That makes me that makes me feel happy. I wish I could have talked to him, and I hope I get to talk to him again sometime <laughs> soon. Uh, but I think that um, you know. She was guarded with that. And that was a Survivor Series surprise. And that's what I was told. You'd be, you're going to have to wait till Survivor Series. And then the next day they said, uh, it's Becky Lynch. And, she, and it's, they leaked that out. And then also we're going to reveal who it is on SmackDown because they knew they couldn't get uh, till Saturday. Yep. Sucks. That, that FS1 sucks. reveal like, of Becky on, Lynch did not go over well for the Internet. No, just like, come on. And it's just an easy way to fix this problem to start. I understand. But a good way to start, a very basic way, get rid of your paper documents. And like anyone that's like, well, if it's digital, then it can go anywhere. Dude, it's a paper document. All anyone needs to take is to just hand it to somebody and then you don't know where it goes. There's it's zero traceability. All right. We took anyway. a long detour around the story we were trying to get to. We had in the main event, the men's war games match, which I again, I loved the drama. I loved the Sammy turn. I loved everything about it. And I most, I think most people agree what happened backstage again, this is all allegedly, but as Julie said, Widely with, reported. Roman, with Roman Reigns, not, uh, appearing at the post, uh, the post PLE, uh, press conference, we can kind of infer. So there was a spot that was apparently a slap from Kevin Owens to, uh, sorry, Roman Tommy, Reigns. before we continue, is this, New when I was there, we did not have to worry about post pay per view press conferences. Like, is this a new thing that AEW did, or did they do it in the past and they've just gone away from it? Why? Why is WWE and AEW doing this? Yeah, it's been on and off. The AEW has been pretty consistent. Is it because um, like, like WWE UFC does it? Maybe. And yeah, okay. it's more content. Everyone but, I mean, wants yeah. more content. The, of everything. the difference though is so. remember AEW has like Meltzer there and ha like they have the actual sheets people there. Whereas WWE has more of kind of a generic, you know, actual press conference. Um, and of course that, yeah. that has worked against AEW at least once. Was Vic Venom there? Was Vic Venom at it? Uh, Vic Venom, bro. He was caught in the casuals. Yo, bro. Uh, how do you think the garden casuals took to this one, bro? No. Well, we I think every, everyone in the garden may have heard the slap. So, <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, Kevin I Owens almost slap. busted yeah. Roman Reigns' eardrum with a slap yeah. that he was either not prepared for or it was it, somehow, some way, it was a slap gone wrong. And Roman, apparently, after the match, was furious backstage and swearing and, and angry. And I've seen a lot of internet speculation. And I got to tell you guys, uh, as someone who has been hit in the face, 
uh, several times in his life, in fact, and who uh, understands the difference between getting hit in the face as a work and a shoot. Um, there is no yeah. worked slap to the face. Okay. You can't, you're not going to slap your chest and then pretend to hit. So you're going to tag them in the face. And if you're a little bit off and you hit them towards the ear, you might break their eardrum. And that's a whole other kettle of fish. If, if that was a busted eardrum, all of a sudden now the champions out for a few months, Kevin Owens is a spe- spectacularly safe worker. I've never, ever heard of any problems with Kevin Owens in the ring as a worker. Supposedly, after Roman was pissed off, it, it calmed down and everybody was brought back to earth. Supposedly, Triple H was involved and had everyone hash it out in the locker room. There was no locker room altercation. There was some yelling and screaming, which if you were slapped in the face... There, there are a few things that can really like color your world than a slap in the face. It's, I mean, it's almost a punch is almost better to take because a slap in the face, it's, I mean, it, it, first of all, it's going to leave a handprint. So you're going to have a red handprint on your face until your, until your blood vessels start to come down. And it is all really rough thing to take if you're not slapped in the eardrum. And so I can totally understand why Roman Reigns was furious after the match. And also after cooler heads prevailed, he's a professional and took it, but it, it got on the internet and everybody got on Roman as, Oh, he can't take a slap. Anybody. I invite anyone who thinks that Roman Reigns is somehow a wimp. Have your buddy slap you in the face as hard as they can. See how that works out for you. I mean, start a TikTok trend. I mean, if only there was, if only something had happened in popular culture this year that showed us the (laughs) true effects of a slap. I'm just trying to think. You can knock someone unconscious with a slap. I got our main event for WrestleMania. (laughs) I know what our main event for WrestleMania is Will Smith and Roman versus Rock and Rock. Yep. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> don't and don't think those calls haven't already been made uh because they have i don't know that those calls have totally uh, been made supposedly you think will smith and chris rock are involved in wrestlemania we're talking about the company that entertained putting oj in a match john yeah that was the 90s Still. yeah but tommy he wasn't gonna win <laughs> roddy was going over makes it okay to rewind back to the match you didn't you didn't like Jay Uso finally embracing Sami Zayn. I mean, that was no, an I incredible I liked it a moment. Lot. I'm with you. I'm Boring. with you. Tom, no, I, and I, knew that was- I liked what it set up for Monday a lot. Okay. I Jay Uso enjoyed that exchange <sighs> on Monday but between it's false Kevin Jeopardy. Owens. It's false jeopardy. You guys know they're not going to blow that up this early. They're not going to screw up. They're not going to break up Sami Zayn and the bloodline and Jay Uso, that whole thing in Survivor Series. False jeopardy. It's. But you the, know, the whole, John, the, pilot, the whole thing has episode. gone longer is than the they've expected. Stay in his hometown or not? Oh, I wonder why. What's the name of the show? Guy in his hometown. I thought Jay was going to turn on him. And I thought that's I what I thought. No. I thought that was, I don't and know. Also, I was there and also it. that. Also, if you look at the pictures, Jay's not the one that you got to keep your eye on. Yep. That's solo. And that's solo on raw. Remember, like they were about part. to, they were trying to wave solo in for a family hug that and that sweet. was interrupted, but he yeah. didn't go for the hug. He did it. He was going to. Yeah. It's silly Kevin Owens interrupted a beautiful familial moment. 
Well, he's not silly. He's a dad and he represents all of us. The speculation about this supposed backstage again. And I'm going to say supposed because I think that the big company is seeing that the little company has been getting some headlines with the backstage stuff. And Mm. I think a lot of backstage stuff might be leaked from the top. So maybe it happened backstage. Maybe it didn't. But anyway, it is supposedly affecting the future of Kevin Owens. Like, well, Kevin Owens was slated to have a program with Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Is that going to happen now? Are they going to do something different? I don't think they will. I think that's going to happen for sure. And now they see money in it because it's like, ooh, the the Marks think that they're mad at each other. So it's going to be major money. And that's why I don't know if any of this happened at all. Uh, Regardless, I think that Kevin Owens in that program, I don't think any of us think he's going over. Uh, But I think that Roman and and Kevin work really well together. Uh, They're not quite similar styles. Uh, so they're enough of a clash of styles where it's a fun match when they're in the ring with each other. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see them switching to a different program just because whether it happened or not, that that happened. No. Yeah. That, but like what, but your thing, you texted it. You were like, that's it. Close the company. It's all over. Things are done. Oh, was bec- that that was because why? because because the sheets. If that happened in AEW, that's what their their headlines would have been. Uh, okay, so you're okay. Okay, I I got you now. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch the sarcasm. It yeah. didn't come through the phone. No, yeah, the the sheets. You have would to put have been- parody in parentheses at the end of it. <laughs> Sorry, you legally have to do that now. That's I mean, true. The, the sheets, involved, the sheets so are so do that on your phone. <laughs> the sheets are so terrified of losing access that they're not, and I, I, they're basically working in tandem with WWE. So it it it's funny because it's come You're full circle. Because you don't know yeah, that that's true. I, it's I, speculating. I, maybe I have, maybe I have some a, people down. In, maybe some people down in Jacksonville could work in tandemship with some other people. It's yeah. just all. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. Um, do we want to talk about, the- I bro- Hey, I've broken a couple big stories lately. I broke a Jay Leno story. I broke a beach boy story. Yes, you did. Just saying, just putting it out there to anybody. I'd be happy to break well, some news. Can you break the news as to where the missing Bray Wyatt is? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and I can't fix it either. I don't know what's going. Oh my God. I'm so glad Sadie fell asleep. Be- be- she loves be- Bray Wyatt. Before she, we get into it, the John, pictures. before we get yeah. into it fully, that was my main problem with survivor series. Same wrestling yeah. at its best is a variety show. There was no yeah. variety. There was basically was wrestling two mat, two large matches that were both way too long and way overbooked and shot poorly. And then a handful of kind of heatless matches other than the U S championship, which even that we've seen those no, guys in the ring before. So there was no, let me up as no. Vince would call it. Do you remember that Julie? He'd say, I need to let me up here. That was where the 24 seven and stuff used to go. And even the Survivor Series, because I got very nostalgic because, you know, I remember the 93 Survivor Series at the old Boston Garden. Remember that time where they had the parquet floor? Yep. And then uh, Bobby Heenan with the great line, <laughs> the, the parquet floor where Larry Bird once dribbled a basketball. Now we're dribbling the one, two, three kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I used um, to love the Survivor Series, but this one didn't feel like one at well, all. This even, felt even like NXT War Games, and I didn't I, dig first it. First of all. I think that's an underrated Survivor Series. I really think the 93 Survivor Series. I'm sorry. You know, they always everyone shits on like all the guys 
as you call them, Tommy Rico, he came up with this term, the ego, what ego driven old heads. You came up with that. And, uh, and you send it to CM if Punk. If CM Punk and, ever comes back, he's gonna he's gonna be cutting. Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna start selling T-shirts. If CM Punk, if, see if I Julia, get a trademark. If he comes to if he comes to cameo, we're I'm paying him whatever money it costs for him <laughs> to say Tommy Rico wrote that, and just and just cut up be like Tommy, thank you so much for all and just all the insults you gave him. He's gonna give your your phone number and everything. No, um, but. Even the 93 Survivor Series, I was a kid and they always shit on it because they always say Lex Luger was a big failure. I, I was a kid. I was 10. We dug Lex Luger. We thought he was cool. We thought it was cool, that thing on the Intrepid. Um, we were into it. So anyone that's a WWE is like, it just didn't work. Well, I don't know where it stopped working. We liked Lex Luger. We thought the Lex Luger, Bret Hart thing was intriguing too. So I just want to say that first. I thought that was an underrated Survivor Series in 93. But even that Survivor Series in 93, you had the doink match. You had the match where it was the four doinks. What's this going to be? And then it was men on a mission and the Bushwhackers. And everyone goes, whenever you say that, like you listen to another podcast, they go, no, like your target audience at the time. We thought that was hilarious. And it broke up the tension. You had the heart match where Owen turned and everything was crazy. And then you had that match to kind of let you up and go, oh, fun, you know, and then you get to the main event. I agree with you, Tom. This year's Survivor Series, it was action, 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 action. And it was just like, okay, and you're right. I was like, okay, now the fun comes. When they were, when they were doing that extended thing in the ring and they brought up the, uh, the little tag there, the, the lower third, the signature, I was like, okay, now the lights are going to go down, right? And, and now he's going to say, and when that thing went off, I went, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Well, and and the other, let's not forget too, their competition had an incredible pay-per-view that, and and that's, that's a huge difference now because now you're talking full gear. You had to spend $50 on Bleacher Report to get it as opposed to any of the PLEs that you can have for whatever the Peacock subscription is. On the Casey Anthony network. Yes. At any rate, full gear was awesome. And Full Gear was a variety show. Full Gear had like every type of match on it. Was it a little overbooked? Sure. But there were so many different matches, so many different wrestlers. Everybody was involved. It had different a big, spots, mo- big moment at the characters. end with the title change. Yeah. So that la- then you get Survivor Series. What happened? Other than the, uh, other than the U.S. Say, championship switch. Swerve, it's like they switched places. Swerve and Danhausen are out horroring uh, Bray Wyatt right now. Like I, Dude, I watched I some of that Billy shit. Gunn. I am fucking I, scared, man. I talked like, to Billy Gunn too, and he didn't have, he could not say enough things about Swerve, about how awesome Swerve is. Really? He's even better than, than we get. To, yeah. He's even better than we get to see. Oh. Like he said, he's like the, the, like the rookie of the year. That didn't make it to air. That's a hot take. That's a hot That's take that we didn't hear. Talking. Damn. Mm-hmm. But I will say to go back. Yeah. They are out horroring and. Um, that's what I was going to say. It's like the two promotions have like switched places. It's like WWE is like, we're all about entertainment. So what, what do you have? Bunch of matches. And then it's like AEW. It's like, Oh, they only do matches. I'm like, that's pretty damn. They have. You're right. <laughs> like, they really have like, There's switched. some pretty good fun shit. Like if, if a nerd like me is like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You, you won the casual. Casuals, bro. bro. Yeah. I'm well, a casual. And let's point out one of the companies has a 26 year old at the top of his game with the big belt and that's aew all right we have mjf maxwell jacob friedman is the new aew champion and he's only 26 who did you think he was talking about julie i i didn't know mjf was 26 i'll be honest with you oh 
Okay. I didn't yeah, realize he was, he was that. I didn't realize he was that young. Julia's and, like, Julia's like Harry Styles is the champion of like, AEW. Who's twenty six? Did, did he come in and spit on someone at the press scrum again? Oh my god, what happened? You have to book the shit out of Theory. Like you have to, you have to baby Theory. You have to book him from the second he don't steps out of the curtain get until mad. the end. Don't call him a kid. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a kid, and oh. I don't think there's anything wrong with having to book somebody thoroughly. But he's a guy that, if you book him correctly, can't. I thought he was doing fine before under Vince, which is crazy to think, but it's true. <laughs> that, and, and this, uh, this he was doing, gen- he was doing better uh, than what he's doing now. Yeah, because now he's, because now well. he's okay. just another. I'm a guy who's this. gonna beat you. Oh, come on, come on! You can do better Those than that, Vince. Those Vince Austin theory vignettes, those uh, they weren't vignettes because they were backstages. I apologize. Uh, Who told him to grow the beard, by the way? Because that like pers- as annoying as his facial it, well, hair was before, because he had like the, the, the youthful Colonel Sanders look this beard. It's just like, what? OK, now you're just trying to make him tough looking. And that's not what you should be doing. I'm just trying to wrap my head. The youthful Colonel Sand. I've never seen a youthful. He was never youthful, Tom. He was born with white. He was born 65. Look, to have a long soul patch and a, a half a Fu Manchu, that is the Product Colonel Sanders. Wait, are you trying to tell me there's some connective tissue between Colonel Sanders and the lead singer of Smash Mouth? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a reveal? It would make sense. I'll say that. I'll say that. Man, I'm just shitting on every. I'm just having one of those nights. Now I'm I'm gonna fight with Smash. Those guys like reach out too. Steve Harwell gets mad if like on Twitter. I don't know. I like Smash Mouth. I'm just gonna settle that. Well, okay. So we got to get to this though before because we only have so much more time left. Well, let's do. We talked about Bray Wyatt. Is are you still in? Or are you? I already said a couple weeks ago. I kind of jumped out of the boat. I'm kind of just like I. I just can't watch this guy who was the most gripping performer i've ever seen get to tape anything and then like probably my favorite person to watch on tv yell at thin air backstage i just can't like i know no we're going somewhere i'm like guys think of the visual he's in the background of a shot think of who you have bray wyatt he's in the background of a shot yelling at thin air come on everything that they did in that episode i thought was great and then the yelling at thin air was the dumbest shit possible it was just so ridiculous and it ruined everything else that they did i can't because believe it made he it went ridic- along with that i can't believe bray like i can't believe that like you don't show that like i don't i don't mind the la night attacks and the inferred fiend strike and shit like that don't it was community like, it, i've said this before it looked like community theater it looked like you're an extra in the background of our town. Go get angry at somebody. Oh, you know what? You're I'm Bray wrong. Wyatt. I, I'm wrong. It wasn't just it wasn't just the Bray yelling at himself in the background that was dumb. The pile of random stuff on top of L.A. Night, completely ridiculous, stupid. Well, but at least you didn't see. At least you're not putting someone who we were we were slobbering over to come back in the background of a shot. Right. Um, as a, I don't remember watching an episode of cheers and seeing a crucial scene where like Ted Danson just stands in the background and doesn't have a line in the episode. It's just not TV. If you're going to call yourself episodic television, you don't put your big star in the background yelling at thin air. I'm going to remove Bray from this for a second and just say as a LA night fan, I feel bad for him. They haven't, they haven't built him at all. He's got a lot of potential. 
And what they're going to feed him to Bray with no context, with no real like background. So people don't care about L.A. Knight enough yet for him to be in a feud with Bray. So they're just they're just feeding the dragon. And he's he's, it's not going to help anybody. It's not helping Bray. It's certainly not going to help L.A. Knight. So it's just they're feeding him to Bray because they need to feed him something. Feed him somebody that the people know and care about. L.A. Knight just showed up. He was Max Dupree a month ago. Come on. Yeah. But anyway, we got to move on to this because uh, we only have so much time left in uh, the Raw recap. And <laughs> I texted Julie last night and uh, basically just said, um, are we really still doing? I, I didn't know. I thought they were done. And I said, Julie, are they still really doing Miz versus Dexter Loomis? Didn't that start in the summer? Been 16 that was like weeks. The late, it has been 16. It has not been 16, 16 weeks. weeks. Yeah. Shut up. I think that I read that somewhere. It's been 16 weeks. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is absolutely bonkers to me. Yeah. In the-, the queen. So you're telling me the queen was still alive. <laughs> queen Elizabeth was still alive. She was and watching we were doing Raw Dexter Loomis and, versus yeah, Miz and showing this, the drawing well now, of. Well, now we know what killed her. There will be babies conceived at the beginning of that feud that will be born soon. Like that's where we're oh, at. God. Oh, don't don't say that out loud because that's <laughs> that's the next place they're gonna go. This angle. Yep. And then somehow it'll be Miz that's pregnant. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. Like, but then okay, so to get out of it, I didn't. I, I have to admit. I don't know if I have that thing in my... Somehow I filtered out any Ms. Dexter Loomis stuff because I didn't realize. The last thing I knew, I saw the gritty thing and I was like, okay. That's the way to end it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm out. I'm like, I don't... That's it. I'm going to pretend this is the end. (laughs) Apparently it didn't end. And so now the the thing was that Ms. By the way, did you listen to the audio? There's... Okay, so Ms. apparently was paying Dexter Loomis to stalk him, right? Correct. To make... To create... Some buzz. Correct. Am I getting that right? You are getting it correct. Yes. Which does sound like something. Okay. That's consistent with Ms.'s character. Yeah. But by the way, John, that huh. has been fully recapped twice. In addition to the segment that, that, that like WWE confidential segment. segment. So <laughs> we have heard this story. Now that three was different funny. times. That on part was funny. That was funny. But <laughs> if I, but that, I found it I funny. Like, I found it. I found it funny as a, as a thing I would find funny which as Paul Heyman will tell you is not a good sign for a wrestling show. <laughs> they spent so it, that set looked expensive. It, they should just man. call me up and go, Ryan, do you think this is funny? And if I go, Oh, that's hilarious. Oh shit. We got to make some changes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm here. I'll do it for free. I owe you guys some ideas. So yeah, it's yeah. why you can, it's why you can never trust a joke that go, goes over well at open mic night. Like, well, yeah, it, it's supposed to die at open mic night. Everybody's just going to laugh at the worst jokes possible. So I'm happy to be your open mic consultant, <laughs> Hunter. I'm happy to be. Call me on Mondays. I have time. I am. I am done with my. I, I am up early. I'm done with my show, and uh, I am available from about three p.m. on. Feel free to call me up and run through all your funny things. And every time I laugh at Paul on the phone, you don't have to tell me he's there. I already know. And every time I laugh, you go, oh, shit, we got to take that out. New Hampshire to New Hampshire. I will be that guy. And if I go, I don't get it. Then you go, oh, good. Yeah, we got we got a, we got a thing here. I got it last night. And um, 
it was funny and that's not a good sign. And I, 16 weeks we've been going with Dexter Loomis and Miz. And then the out is that Johnny Gargano has uncovered as a 60 minutes reporter that <laughs> I can't even get but, through it. But Johnny Gargano I, found out that what we thought was going on was actually then happening because it, the Miz refused to pay Dexter, Dexter Loomis his money. So Dexter Loomis oh did actually decide so we have to a, start so now talking. We have, we have to call him by his full name, guys. We have to call him Johnny Gargano, Internet Troll Detective. <laughs> That's his full name. Also, new theme music. Internet did not like the new theme music. They were not So let fans. me get this straight. We totally can't have not the 24-7 title, but we're doing... Anyway. Um, well, can, can I just no, mention but, one thing about Dexter Loomis? I'm glad he's done with this feud. Is oh, I really not. like no, Dexter. God, no, no, Tommy. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, we're going to have King William. So this I'm is just the right chicken now. and Peter Griffin again. Yeah, we're going to oh. keep going all the okay. way through King Charles. They've already made it through one uh, uh, monarchy. They're, they're, they're going through the, the rest. They're going to well, they, might even be the grandkids. I don't know if he's destined to wrestle Miz forever. I'm might not still pleased about it, but I really like Dexter in the ring. He's got a he's got a really good look. He's got a great style. And he's he's different and unique. The one thing I I think is just going to kill him. And I think this is where you can't be weird think, to be weird, though. That's the problem. No, he's well, being weird here, to be weird. There's there's one major problem. The not speaking gimmick is mm. is not going to work in 2022. I it is not going to work. What do you what can you do with that? They have to get off this high like horse it. that everything that they did in NXT from from like 2016 until recently was good. Some of it isn't. Some of it isn't. But I'm I, sorry. I Some of it should be left it, in NXT. And that and a think, non-speaking wrestler is not going to help. I think it can work, and here's why. I'll tell you. Is that at the Raw 25th anniversary show, which I was also at, um, and when Stone Cold came out, that was a very memorable segment. When Stone Cold came out and faced Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon. Brought the house down. Everything was great. Everyone loved it. Stone Cold didn't say a word. And I remember listening to Lawler's podcast and he went, oh my God, Steve didn't say anything. And I was like, so that's why I counter that. I think if done correctly, a guy like Loomis, who has that intensity, he's a guy, he's a heel that is getting over as a baby face now. And when you remember, like Austin was able to do that a little bit too. And I know he had the Austin 316, but you know what? He didn't blabber. And so when Loomis, if Loomis's speaking is kept to a minimum, but it means something, that could be pretty fucking cool. But right now it's an absolute zero. He doesn't speak. He didn't speak in NXT and he doesn't speak now. But, but, but dude, when, they, but when he ate that cake, it was so awesome. When they were chanting, eat the cake, and when yeah. he silently grabbed that piece of cake, if he talks, that, that tension is ruined. But how the many reason, more moments like that can he have? I, I just, it's so much harder to get over man. when you can't talk. You get a cake pop. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Well, we look forward know. to I having just... him as a guest on the show. <laughs> you know what? We should do that. They can't prove oh, us wrong. Right. No, we should just pretend. Everyone in Stanford. Hey, everyone in Stanford. I'm going to put this Lewis out there right now. Dexter Lewis is here right now. Yeah. You, don't, you can't prove that. And you know what? I'm, everyone in Stanford, we might do that. We might say, because we've put out our, re- we've, we've reached out. We've said we'd like to talk to you. And so we might just do that one of these days. We might just say we have Dexter Loomis on the show and you can't prove that we don't. We just Maybe cut we to a photo Dexter of him. Loomis. Yeah, yeah. We just send him a link every week. He's always invited. <laughs> he wants to come on. Um, anyway, um, I think we should. that should be enough for Raw. Monday Night Raw. I just want to say Monday really night. quickly. Oh, sorry, Julie. One thing. 
Don't you dare make fun of my Seth Rollins and his outfits. I thought his outfit oh. was perfect last night. That was supposed was to be between perfection. us, Julie. Perfection. Keep it up. It's supposed to be between us. You're making me look insensitive and intolerant. And no, I'm not. No, you cannot. It was all in you don't have to not like I, it. I just love it. Did you notice that it, it messed Theory up? Did it really? I, yeah, theory theory had a hard time getting through the promo. He kept looking down at, at Seth's outfit, and it wasn't a, really? like that was it's yeah, it was, like that he, wasn't a gimmick either. That was like he was I pulled a Will Ferrell. Yeah, that's great. He did the like well, you know that story, right? That Will Ferrell in dress rehearsal wore a different shirt for Cowbell, and then in the real thing, oh yeah, he came out where he came out wearing the girl shirt. And uh, Monday Night Raw airs every Monday at eight on USA, and. Uh, Friday Night Smackdown airs every Friday at 8 on Fox. And now it is time for AEW and Sometimes Why. AEW and Sometimes Why. So, Tommy, I'll let you go here, but uh, with AEW, because you, you are our resident AEW stan. Because I keep saying you should be working for AEW and anyone in Jacksonville should call Tommy Rico because, man, he could do some awesome things for you. But I want to start with talking about the elite in Chicago. And man, I didn't even put that together till it was happening. I knew our friend Kevin Kellum was there at the show. And uh, until they were in the ring and that I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, how's this going to go? And uh, I liked it. It brought back memories of the 97 Heart Foundation uh, DX kind of feud. It was like, who's the baby face? Who's the heel? Depending on where we are. And I, I liked it. I liked how they handled it. I got to tell you guys, I, I don't know if there's anybody happier that Death Triangle and the Elite are going to have seven matches to decide who the trio's champions are. Um, I didn't realize how much I missed the Elite until they were gone and back. And watching a rejuvenated and healed uh, Kenny Omega, who, by the way, came back and was still looking good, but then after the, the backstage kerfluffle, with CM Punk has now come the back. official name. Yeah. It's the one, one of the, one of the many stage kerfluffle. I keep trying to Jesus find Christ, new words for it because, soft. but was it, Kenny, wait, Kenny, uh, now hold on now. Now, now chat me up. Was it a screw job or kerfluffle? That's going to be a question in six months for real. It, it's a colossal Jesus. tussle. We are such a soft people. We are <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, Tommy. Watching the elite versus death triangle is just an absolute pleasure for a wrestling fan. The handful mm -hmm. of people that can't watch those matches and enjoy them shouldn't be watching wrestling. If you think those matches are, Oh, there's too flip, too many flippity floppies. <laughs> and it looks, it looks too choreographed and staged. Watch the matches. How many moves are botched? How many moves look easy to do? And how many moves in any generic match, which it's two guys that are very limited and you can only throw chops and punches and kicks and stuff. Those are all predetermined. Those are all it's it. It is not every wrestling match is a show and every wrestling match should be a different type of show. And the elite and death triangle, nobody can put on matches like them. I love seeing those guys come to the ring and the, I love that we're supposed to have a best of seven series and we have, the unlikely death triangle up two to nothing. The trios champions are up two to nothing in the feud. If it goes the full seven, uh, my son and I will be able to watch that live as we are going to uh, the AEW show oh, in that's Los Angeles. Be awesome. That oh, is the wow. scheduled final show of the <laughs> seven. It, come on. If it goes to seven, that's of course it's so going to go to cool. seven because it's the only way it can go. 
These matches are awesome. And this is how awesome the elite is. You walk into Chicago and you have fuck the elite chance and fuck CM Punk chance in the same building from the same fans. Yep. That if you're CM Punk, how does that make you feel? That's like that guy, that hurt me to hear hear that in a Chicago arena. I was like, oh, if it's a oh, work, and, and then he's a fire heel right now. Well, and do we need either to mention way, way, he is still I'm, I'm employed ta- by the company? I'm just talking as a real human being. I mean, just like in you're in Chicago and they're, they're saying fuck CM Punk. I was like, ouch, that really that was like I was like, even if this is, even if this does turn into some good business, that hurts, man. Well, and then like, the, the elite After all he's done for Chicago. The elite That's, troll I, jobs, I like the elite trolling in the match. You have Kenny, yeah. Kenny Omega biting <laughs> Pac on but, the forearm, but which to made me, to me they were working as wonderful uh, beams, by the way. No, they were doing a good job. Like I, I had nothing. I just was mad at the fans in Chicago for chanting. I mean, but you could argue, OK, it's also Tony Khan, but come on, CM Punk. Think of what he's done for that scene. Come on. Agreed. But I think like, even that in Boston, he's done it, when, a lot of Boston, damage to himself. In Boston, even, even when everyone's saying he sucks, they never boo John Cena. Like, it's just uh, like I, I was like in the that. arena for a few matches that seemed like there was a, a good amount of booing. Um, but then there but, was also. So, uh, yeah, I think, you were I think it, it was. Yeah, it would. No, I never booed John Cena. I, I was I was not always. Uh, I was I was a fan of him as a heel. I was kind of indifferent to him as a Superman exactly? baby face. Like uh, in the beginning. Yeah, when he was, uh, remember his first, like, uh, Doctor of Thugonomics feud was with Brock Lesnar. I really wanted him to go over in that match. It was awesome. And We uh, should talk sometime because I had a theory that, I guess it's just a wild, I think it's off the mark and I'll own it, but um, but I had a theory that Cena may have been poking around over at AEW. Because we don't know exactly his contract status, and there was some. Oh, we, and his we'll dad went to different. the show in Boston. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll get to it on another episode. Yeah. But just to just in case, in case some wild shit happens, we were discussing that off the air. That like, hmm, would this work? But we'll do it some other day. But well, even anyways, so, even worse than the you know the fuck CM Punk chance though was I believe it was Nick Jackson botched on purpose the buckshot yeah. lariat. Because CM Oof. Punk fell on his ass when he tried it, and that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. As even as a CM Punk fan, I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty funny." I mean, there's just they're so good, and these two teams are amazing. Every time they hook up, I can't wait to watch every single one of those seven matches. And again, these guys, they mean something for every internet mark who was out there saying, "Oh, they're they're not a big deal." Oh, no. yeah, that's why WWE wanted all. All three of them, right? That's why WWE really record, wanted them. To set the record straight, we are also internet marks. Of course we are. I'm, okay. I, I have no problem calling myself a mark. I'm a fan. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I did not I work for to, the companies. I used to, I used to say that, that I used to not like the term mark because I was like, you mean customer? You mean paying customer? Yep. But, they, but since Peacock decided to just give everyone Peacock for free, I guess I'm just a mark because <laughs> I'm not paying. Yeah, it's like, are you signed up to any cable company? Does your house have a roof? You get free Peacock. I don't know why we're not making any money. Quick, get Casey Anthony in here. Well, they Can must OJ be- still be in WrestleMania? 
I must oh, be no. the one keeping the lights on over there because <laughs> AT&T U-verse does not give me Peacock for free and I do have to pay the subscription. So, no. And I do uh, it because I have to cover the events. Well, let me ask you this. The big rumor going around and the conjecture is, can you imagine? So, Tommy, the, the seventh match would be in Los Angeles, right? The big event that you and Zoe are going to. Yes. And the big thing that people have been saying, can you imagine the colossal heat if CM Punk comes back and costs them that trios match. Can you imagine if he costs them the seventh match? Do you see it happening? Are no. you starting to go, maybe? You don't think he's coming back? No, still? if he had a Torrance tricep, he's not going to be. I mean, could he do a run in? Maybe, but could he yeah. also re tear the tricep? Yeah. So I don't think that's happening. Turn off the lights right before there's a three count. And then, <laughs> oh, who, who turned off the lights? CM Punk. Tommy said he's still under contract. Man, I don't know. I think that, you know what they say? It's, it's that time heals all wounds. What about this? What if a wound heals hurt feelings? Heals time. Yeah. Well, that works too. That'd that'd be better, I guess. Never mind. (laughs) But maybe, but maybe that's what they need. And then maybe he comes back and they say, Hey man, you want to come back and do your thing. But I just think it'd be a monster heal. But do you see it happening time? Or do you still think it's, he's out of there? I see it happening. I just don't see it happening that quickly. I think he's got to heal completely before he comes back to do anything just because of the risk. I mean, obviously he has come back from injury too early and that's part of this problem. So hopefully enough time will elapse where he's completely healthy. I think he will come back to AEW. I do not see him going back to WWE for so many different reasons that I I think that it can be healed in AEW. And I think he want, I think he would want to finish this business because there is money on the table. Are you saying the, the key to AEW's heal is to heal? Dead joke. Danhausen. Oh, our old friend Danhausen. Uh, had another airport. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor well, guy. Having, but is it true? But here's my theory. Because, okay, so Danhausen, evidently, his car got uh, hit. And, <laughs> he, worded, he worded his rant as Danhausen. Which was, which was funny, too. Should I read it as Dan Housen, a.k.a. Stephen Levinson? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, today, Dan Housen's car was hit and ran, apparently. Airport had no parking. Second flight was delayed by three hours, so had to buy an entirely new flight and get checked back, transferred over to new airline that will hopefully make it. Then he, in the wrong context, posted that weird Larry David gif, <laughs> which is hilarious, which is not at all what that means. So totally, it's the one where Larry's trying to decide at the chicken place. So that had nothing, so very funny. Then it says, uh, my car was hit while I was not in it. I thought this was obvious by the apparently. (laughs) 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 He just tweeted that seven minutes ago from when we're, so that's, oh, scoop, got another one. Um, No, but here's my question. Is Dan Housen gradually turning heel because of, bad airline experiences (laughs) is airline customer service what's gonna finally make dan housen lose his shit on everybody (laughs) i think he should use his bat wings if he if he can't fly commercial that's true yeah does he also does he dress like that like i just like to picture him as dan housen pulling the wheeling bag through the airport because like he has to because they stole his hair gel last time so he probably has to go as dan housen in costume as yeah. the as the luggage rolls, you can hear the teeth in the jar chattering. 
<laughs> and he the wonders why, why TSA keeps pulling him over for extra extra searches. I just wish, man, I wish, because I've told that story before about dad getting Kane on the plane, but man, I'd love dad to be the pilot to have fucking Danhausen show up <laughs> with all his get up. Because I mean, especially it's gotta now. be Danhausen. <laughs> no, I think it would, that would be more of a, he would call me and be like, your weird fucking <laughs> wrestling guy is here and I'm done dealing with this shit. So you tell him what to do. And I would have to talk Dan Housen into how you rent a car and how you do all that other stuff when you're flaking. Dad would not put up. He would not let a guy with a jar of teeth on his plane. I'm just <laughs> well, going to put that out there. And to bring up a, an old metaphor. I don't mean to speak for the dead, but I feel confident in saying there would be no rat, rattling teeth allowed on the plane. You know, so. the old WWE motto as far as like what looks like a wrestler, what, you know, what a wrestler should look like. It's someone Air, who airport. you can. It's yeah, airport you, famous. It turns yeah. your head at the airport. Danhausen uh, or Donovan Danhausen, I should say, the human being, is one of those guys that can 100% just disappear into a crowd as That's himself true. without the makeup. That's true. So he can live that double life, but it would be oh, funny. It's so if he, scary, man. Well, he's got a triple life now because there's two different Danhausens. There is. There's but, I, but my thing is, could they? <laughs> Tommy. You're going to want to work for AEW. You're in Jacksonville. You bring this up at a meeting. Do you have the guts to bring it up and say we should work in Danhausen's uh, airport difficulties as a real life angle? We're going to work. A, we're going to turn this shoot into a work. Well, he can't wrestle the airport. I mean, we have to figure something out for him as if, as far as a feud. Do we? Do we? I just do we dress someone up as like a Delta attendant? And then- I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say like it, like I was going to say like to troll him. They all start dressing like pile. Can you imagine that? Who's he, who's he involved with right now? Who's his big program? Because he's kind of fighting himself. He's mocking Bray Wyatt. And as Julie said, kind of doing a better Bray Wyatt program. Yeah. I mean, himself, John, you and I, you and I opined on last week's show that that might be the ready-made feud is that Dan Housen might feud with Orange Cassidy if he goes full heel. So what if Orange Cassidy, would you put it past him? If this happens, say one more time to Dan Housen. To the point where he just becomes that guy that goes on Twitter and shits on air, airlines all the time, which I think he should. I think it would be amazing. And, and like, that's something I'd root for him for. What if Orange Cassidy comes out with a jet airliner by Steve Miller band? We know Tony Khan's <laughs> are, are learned to fly by the Foo Fighters dressed as a pilot with a rolling bag and everything. Wouldn't that be fucking funny? He's already got the, the aviators. It's the aviators, yep. exactly. Yeah. But he can't I get think it. that'd be funny as shit. He can't get his orange juice through customs. He's got to he's got to leave it behind. Uh, <laughs> I, so he I, just turns. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great if he came through, uh, if he came out into the arena and then they had a mock uh, TSA yep. set up at the top of the ramp and they said, you can't bring your orange juice. And he just shrugged and turned back and went around and just John, fr- there's and something we haven't seen yet. <sighs> Uh, like, I can't believe he did that. There is something we haven't seen yet. And granted, we would have to, it would have to be a closed set. Like you couldn't do this at an airport, but we haven't seen a TSA fight. Imagine that you got the sensors and the scanners yeah. and the people telling you to take your shoes off. And there's just a huge brawl. That would be amazing. That'd be better than the supermarket one with Booker oh, T and, and Stone Cold. That'd be great for AEW. Cause as we said, they're the ones doing comedy and variety and wrestling right now. Yep. And not just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Speaking of but, uh, uh, comedy, by the way, do yourself a favor if you're out there in, and you have an internet connection like I don't right now. Uh, look up Orange Cassidy Karaoke. 
and have oh, yourself no. a blast. Um, there I is some wait. great footage out there of Orange Cassidy in character singing karaoke. Does what Dan Housen do, do tequila for his karaoke song? I mean, he used to do it during matches. I mean, we're still waiting on that to happen in real life, but if he takes this dark turn, I can't see him dancing during it. Imagine if the champs will not imagine if like, so Tony Khan spending all this money on music and imagine if the one that's too expensive is the champs. They won't sell you tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because Pee Wee Herman put an injunction out there. Like he he blocked the 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 sale. The next Tony, the next Tony rant. For the Tony Awards, it's like, it's like, so the champs wanted $8 million for tequila. Tony Khan's not paying for that. I'm not going to do that. Too bad the champs don't want to be here with the elite. I don't know. Uh, so, anyway. So next, next week uh, on AEW, we're going to see a scene at an airport where Dan Housen's trying to go through security and someone says, I want that sir, badly. sir, are these your teeth? Yes. You can't take the, these on the plane. What? What do you mean? I'll put it. Dan Housen puts it in his carry-on bag. And then him trying to sneak <laughs> him trying to sneak teeth in. That would be that's amazing. What's the backstory of the teeth with Tommy Dan Housen? Tom, Tommy, know? give everyone your Twitter handle. Tommy, give everyone your Twitter handle. At TommyRecomedy.com. Uh and Tom, Tony. <laughs> Khan, I may I may me. be able to get back to you in 24 hours when I have my internet up. Again. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Julie could be your Liz Mata, which you need. Uh, and then, uh, me and Tommy, we're happy to be your Bruce and Pat. I could never be Liz Mata. Never. Can you, ima- yes. I can try. Can you imagine can how you're, you're Pat because, because I'm, because I'm just the, the smart ass that yells at everybody in TV, but you're the smart, but you're the guy that can figure out the wrestling. You know how WWE rigs it when someone gets thrown into the led screens, there's like a little spark yes, or there, yeah, the, the screen stopped working. Can you imagine Dan Housen throwing a TSA agent like through the, the x-ray machine sparks go flying <laughs> everywhere. You see, you see yeah, like it projected fighting. on the wall. Yeah. There's their skeleton. That's funny. I just want to see Dan Housen go into the body scanner and they're like, what, what do you mean? I don't want to do it. And then you see it and then they go, wait, come here, look at this. And then they show Dan Housen and then in his belly, there's just a bunch of teeth in his x-ray Does his, bones, his bones are glowing teeth? No, what is the teeth fur- back Julie story? that furthers the story that's long term storytelling that's that oh my gosh he eats the teeth Does, but what is the teeth thing why does he have teeth in a jar can, I, can we just, wrap the show on this it, it was something that he used to do on the indies he just had this sack of teeth that he would pour in, pe- in okay. his prone opponent's mouth and then they would you super kick him and knock him all out he and it was just a fun teeth thing into their mouth he poured so in uh, in the pre-show for Full Gear, he debuted the teeth and got a teeth chant, which like immediately teeth. when people saw the teeth, people started chanting teeth, teeth, teeth. Oh, my gosh. And he, he poured them in Nick Camarado's <sighs> mouth and then super kicked him and teeth went flying everywhere. And he got the oh, win. Oh, that is a cool visual. It's that a fun a cool visual, visual. But so, uh, I, I must up. say this because his his uh, his darling wife, uh, his uh, Lulu La Duchess de Derriere. Uh, has begged people, please don't send Dan Housen your human teeth. Oh, uh, God. He has enough of them, and the people send Dan Housen teeth oh, in the mail. Well, I'm please sorry, don't do that, you tell me that. If you tell me that, the very next thing I'm going to do if I lose a tooth is send you my fucking oh. tooth. My eight-year-old just... has like three or four baby ones left. Oh, there you go. Dude. Don't. Oh, don't. Dude, do don't. it. Don't. No. Dude, Dude, I can't yank right them now? out. They got to fall out naturally. Oh, that's. Dude. You, that, you should, you should do the, you gotta send that. You gotta send a Dan Housen. Anyway, to sum I, I up, can't that's can, I, that can it be money? Like, can my gimmick be like I pour money in people's mouth and it goes flying so that 
that that was the million dollar me, man. So people will send me money. Like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> smart. Yeah, that's um, why I want to no. do that. Anyway, that's all elite wrestling, and that is the promotion that has a wrestler who is an actual dentist, but not the one. Oh yeah, having teeth set to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh that by the we way a wrestler who's a dentist but it, oh she must be the one with everyone's teeth nope that's that's the other guy yeah. that was another tweet okay. by dan Housen right. today there is a photo on shop aew.com of dan Housen and the the tooth kick flying from nick camarado and that so that you can buy that picture and he wants Britt baker to put it in her dentist's office no ah, i like that i love it I want to see Dan. Now I want to see him in a dentist office. Oh. I want to see him. Wow, looks like the flat collecting teeth. Nothing <laughs> in your yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get really got to watch for the lettuce salads you eat. Um, AEW <laughs> airs. Uh, AEW Dynamite airs Wednesday nights at eight on TBS, and Rampage airs Friday night at ten on TNT. But as we are now again in the basketball season, please check. Your local listening. And I think that's our episode, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, review, and give us a nice five-star rating. Let the writers dress like writers. Make sure you tick our talk, as I like to say, at Turnbuckles Pod. We're on Instagram at Turnbuckles Pod. And go look us up on YouTube as well. And until next week, see ya, buckleheads. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.